listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 246. Welcome back, everybody. What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, man, what you been getting into this weekend? I didn't really see too much uh, stuff. Um, what's the name of that thing? Uh, uh, POE, They just uh, their season just ended this week, okay. so... Ladder reset. Me, yeah, me and Otto have just been sort of like working out what classes we're gonna play for the next one as well as trying to do some high level shit. But do they that, release the patch, uh, like the the updates, so that you could uh, do future planning? Yeah, this one actually, um, they they did a they did like a pretty big live live um like question asking thing where they went through and they did a bunch of stuff and they talked to about everything that's coming up in the new in the new expansion which is called sentinel it looks pretty dope um they're they're not doing any character balances so this time is actually pretty easy because all they're doing is they're just adding some new stuff and kind of okay. seeing how seeing how that that affects the gameplay well, that's the way you should usually do it because everything you add is going to unbalance it yep. once you put it into the environment <laughs> yeah. so sometimes like you want to make a good balance of like new shit and then balance new yeah. shit and then balance because they're putting in a whole new mechanic where they have these things called sentinels where it's like oh, you know that's gonna break something <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous it's like this little uh thing that just follows you around and you choose to have it buff your enemies so that you get better rewards from them Ooh. and they're sort of like um they have a little bit like you that. can like upgrade yeah it sounds pretty cool like you can combine and upgrade the ones once their their uses have expired and shit like that and it's completely optional you can it's it's as much as you are as little as you want to engage with it. Yeah, that's dope because usually your you know your little pets are are modifying your play style, but it's a whole nother layer of engagement to have your pets modify the enemies buff in some the way <laughs> and yeah. buff them, not just debuff them. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick. Nice. So, I'm curious to see how it goes. It like a portable fun. rift uh, modifier. That's exactly what it is. Yep. And, like, they want you to kind of create custom ones and combine them with the, the modifications that the enemies and the mobs have to Already create, have, yeah. like, your custom difficulty type thing. Okay, okay. P.O.E., I see you, I see yeah. you. Some cool shit. That's what's up. They're new, they're, the new one's supposed to go live in, like, a week. I think next Friday, Friday coming up is when it, when it, when it goes live, but... Dope. Should be cool. Other than that, the only thing I really saw was uh, the Moon Knight finale. Moon Knight finale. I know. I've been dodging fucking Doctor Strange uh, spoilers, bro. Like, crazy. (laughs) Like, uh, like, because I knew... I, you know, I follow... uh, I subscribe to a few uh, comic book uh, YouTube channels. So, you know, I saw the whole thing about Red Scarab. I was like, nope, click off. Mute them all. Mute them all. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, I didn't want to... I didn't want to have anything else spoiled. So, yeah. But, uh, dude, fucking Moon Knight. Yeah. Very strong finish in my Solid opinion. Solid ending, bro. Dude, so um, you, the director already came out and said that that was, that was Moon Knight's MCU uh, uh, premiere. There is no season two of Moon Knight. That's uh, um, Oscar Isaac said something similar. He he was saying up until I, I know at least last week he was saying that that's it for him in Moon Knight. He's only uh, contracted for one season. Oh yeah, well he definitely well now if you add that with the information from the director that Oscar Isaac's 
is cast as Moon Knight again, evidently from the the intimations from what he said, but is not in a TV series. They don't have another uh, miniseries uh, uh, planned so far. So we'll see him again, and I'm assuming in a movie. That's the only yeah. other thing that we're going to see, unless it's like, psych comic books, nigga. Like, oh, got him. <laughs> got him. No, they would not be so fucked up. Bro, <laughs> you can see him every month. Damn. But yeah, so, bro. How about that, man? They def I definitely uh the the uh insinuation uh when Mark Black's out and evidently the third personality takes over. Yeah, the Jake Lockley. Well, I, I'm assuming because we haven't actually seen any other information other than it wasn't Steven, right? Yeah. I mean yeah. they they uh in the comics it would be but there's actually four uh personalities in the comics, no? I think those are just the three just um as far as i remember from what i've seen there's only jake mark and steven um but yeah so uh but because i know there's four aspects of conchu and each one of them manifests as a personality but i'm not sh i i haven't read enough of moon knight to to make that definitive um that just might be something that i i saw in a lore dump but um nonetheless yo they fucking whatever whatever personality took over clearly has some uh some some special abilities i'm taking you didn't see the uh, uh post credit scene uh post post no i guess not with moon knight in the limo i'm sorry with Conchu in the limo no yeah see because in in the post credit scene you know the, the explicit Conchu is specifically like let you introduce my friend jake lockley and, oh, um, okay. So clearly, I didn't see the the post credit yeah. scene. It's Marvel, man. You can't. What? Well, no, I watched through the credits. I mean, I, I it, the credits did the the you know the comic book scroll credits into the to the black credits. I thought I was done. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Ain't nothing coming. Nah, there's a. I mean, spoiler alert. But I mean, do you care or are you just gonna no, watch no, it after? Not at all. Um, ba basically, you that you catch up with Harrow and he's in a mental institution. Mm -hmm. And somebody comes and grabs him in a wheelchair and checks him out. And he's sort of all loopy and talking crazy. And then he gets put inside this limo. And in the limo is Conchu in his in the suit and not in the rags. Ooh. And he's just like, yo, Mark doesn't really know how fucked up he actually is. They actually think they got one over me. I'd like you to introduce my new avatar, Jake Lockley. And then Oscar Isaac turns back around and looks at him. And he has the he has a Chicago accent that's popped up as that character a few times in the series. Mm -hmm. And he has the he has the um the Kangol hat on. Oh. Oh yeah, and, and then he shoots what's his face, <laughs> and then he fucking kills Harrow. Yeah, oh, he's like, oh yeah, Harrow, no more of your bullshit. Yeah, he was like, nah. Kanchu was like, nah, they're they're too soft, bro. So. Well, that's pretty much a total departure from the the Jake Lockley of the comic books, then. But that's still dope that they're bringing him in. Yeah. I wonder how they're gonna. Um, I wonder what trauma caused the fracture of Mark's personality there. I mean, I saw a pretty interesting theory that said, um, like how Mark created Steven to deal with his mom. It's possible mm -hmm. that uh, Steven created uh, Jake for that express purpose because they were saying how if you see, if you remember the first moment that Steven was created, it was to accept the abuse from his mother. Mm -hmm. And Steven has this perfect image of his mother in his mm -hmm. head. So he doesn't remember any of the abuse that she suffered. So that's where the theory came in that. He also probably disassociated, and the oh. So when when are, are they saying that when Mark caused uh, 
or when Steven kind of forcibly went into Mark's memory and experienced the trauma of his mom that he broke off another personality? No, no, no. I, I was saying uh, the theory would be that from same at, around the same point at mm-hmm. when he was a child where he disassociated and created Steven, Steven did the same thing and disassociated and created Jake. Mm, okay, I, I hear the, the theory. I think that might be odd because Steven was never awake when the mom was doing the abusing. Steven was there to deal with the trauma of the mom abusing. And so... No, you remember the first time they introduced mm-hmm. him, she walked into the room to go beat Steven. Yeah, but Steven would then go away and never remember. Steven didn't have memories of that. And he only remembered it after he experienced it when Mark reshowed it. Or Mark didn't reshow it to him. He forced his way through Mark's memory to see it again. Yeah. That's why he was able to maintain the pristine memory of his mother all the way until, you know, the, the current time. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. So Mark I do was, also uh, still Stephen think... was never awake for the for the trauma, I don't think. I, I still think that that other theory is possible, too, you know, because it, it still doesn't. I still don't see how that would make sense that um, Mark, if he was created specifically for the purpose of dealing with the trauma of his mother, mm-hmm. it, it's very odd that he doesn't remember that trauma. Well, because he's a psychic construct. You see what I'm saying? Like I do understand. Yeah. yeah. So but but. Also, if the case is is that Mark has the propensity to disassociate when he goes through trauma, maybe death was another trauma, and when Khonshu resurrected him, Mark disassociated again. And that's where Jake Lockley comes in, and that's why he's so amenable to Khonshu's presence. That's Because he's a traumatist meant to deal with Khonshu. But based on what... Khonshu said it sounds like he knew about Mark's split personality even before oh, yeah. those well yeah because I think him and Mark discussed it because Mark had to agree with him that Steven wouldn't be a problem you see what I'm saying so Khonshu was very well aware of Mark's mental state when he um when he when he uh took him and I think that because Khonshu's a deity he might view the multiple aspects of his mind differently than we do like we see it as a as a as a as a personality disorder but conscious sees it as oh perfect four vessels in one yeah you know what i mean because conscious is a got a, a deity of multiple aspects like that so i don't know yeah all of that could be worked into it but yeah that's dope yeah i not quite sold on that aspect of it but i i do see i see i see mm-hmm. what you i see what you're putting together over there but uh yeah dude i mean I'm pretty sure they're going to come up with some fresh shit, whatever they do. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how they work that into a movie because they're going to exposit it somehow, right? And I don't think that Moon Knight's getting any any uh, standalone features uh, on the slate yet, is is he? I mean, we haven't heard anything announced, but yeah, I- I'll believe it when I see it when they have a really successful series just do one season and never get picked up again. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Yeah, especially based on our whole conversation from last time. Like, clearly, the money is dictating yeah. where the the uh, production no, goes. Like... And I don't know. I think Moon Knight was vaguely successful, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me. pretty most universally likely, praised. Most likely, his story is... Uh, the reason why they're saying that is most likely because his story has already been set. He probably... Mm-hmm. This was his intro movie. He probably... There's probably his already series, plans yeah. for a, um, an intro series. It's probably mm-hmm. already plans to integrate him with another mm-hmm. bigger property at that point, in which case he'll get a little bit more exposition there. Yeah. And then at that point, and then, yeah, exactly. either a miniseries of his own or a miniseries with the people. That would be dope if it, um, if in the, uh, if, if Moon Knight's next miniseries is in the next phase, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if he has like a couple of, uh, you know, kind of like how Black Panther had what, two, uh, two appearances before his own movie, right? 
No? Yes or no? There's Civil War and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had two appearances. Moon Knight, if he has two appearances before his next like solo movie, that could put him into the next phase. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that would be dope. Man. Or even, like, there's so many... I really like that Moon Knight uh, very adequately fits into both street level and... And cosmic level, um, um, kind of uh, storylines. Yeah. Because I would love, I'd love to see Moon Knight Daredevil kind of crossover. <laughs> that would be kind of dope. <laughs> uh, he needs, uh, I don't know. He need a. I don't know what his rogues gallery is like, but he's too strong to be beaten up on regular dudes. He'd I don't get bored he has quick. his own. He, I don't believe he has his own rogues gallery. Yeah, I believe that all of his villains are featured in other, um, as uh, other um, characters' rogues gallery. Yeah, see, because he has, like, superpowers and he's essentially invincible, he'd need to... Like, he, you can't fight street-level crime when you're invincible. It's boring. Like, it is, it is. fight street-level crime. But that was always but... the funny part, is that Moon Knight would find a reason to beat up on these niggas for no reason. Like, bro, you're really punching down on this one. I see that, but and that's exactly why I don't think that they would put that to <laughs> uh, film. Yeah, no, nah, probably not. It would not be um as uh, exciting to watch. Yeah. Which, I think that's kind of why they powered down um Batman. You know what I mean? Because... If Batman was as as powerful as he was in a lot of his other stuff, like the the current uh, renditions of Batman wouldn't land. Yeah, it's it's better to start with the more uh, the earlier Batman that's figuring things out rather than the Batman that's like all, fully all knows the gadgets. <laughs> yeah, he's just got everything ready and shit, bro. And then, but it, I mean, depending on who he's going up against, that would still be kind of dope. True, 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 true. But yeah, dude, fucking. Uh, the the god fight between um Ahmed and Khonshu that was that sick. was dope that was, that dope. was dope I like how they paralleled that with the fight between Harrow and uh and Moon Knight that yeah. was also very well played you know what I mean um the Red Scarab yeah I, I thought really that, that Layla was dope dude was, I thought that she that costume was fresh yo the Scarab wings though the Scarab like, wings is lethal I was like yo I like how they're like. They're essentially pretty much biting Wonder Woman super hard with that with that design on on the um Layla. Not mm-hmm. that I'm mad, but I they just did. thought that that was super funny. How like are you, you're 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 taking DC's prop and you're like, yo, I'm gonna do this shit better than you. Watch, bro. If you're gonna keep <laughs> dropping a ball, I'm definitely gonna shoot it. <laughs> I'm gonna do this shit better than you. I'm gonna take uh, this they, shit you they, had they first. They did the obligatory moment for all Middle Eastern girls to get their superhero moment. That was pretty cool. That I actually fuck with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was like, "Are you a superhero?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm that." <laughs> um, that was that was so, cool. That was a cool um, little moment. I'm, I I really thought it was cool the way that towards the end of the the movie Mark and uh, Mark and Steven were coinciding. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is actually it. I I really wonder if that's what it's like with people with disassociative personality disorder. Um, to uh, to once they 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 come to grips with their condition if they're able to compartmentalize like that dude that'd be dope nigga fuck that shit that's a, that then it definitely feels like it becomes a superpower at some point like yo you could be able to to have all of that memory dedicated and have a whole nother reserve drive of memory just to access you know what i mean like that has a, a bank of muscle memory that can murder niggas chill 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 chill, chill. That shit would be dope. But no, I'm just Until you lose control of it and murder someone in public. And then (laughs) you can't deal with it. Until Jake Lockley comes on, you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) But yeah, dude, fucking... I thought I not, not to make light of mental illness, never the case. But um, I thought that that representation I thought uh was, was very intriguing to watch. Um, 
Yeah, dude. And once again, Oscar Isaac's performance. Stupid. I loved fucking watching the Moon Knight costumes switch between the two. Yeah, that, that was, was dope. Cool. Yeah. That was a really nice touch. And I love because that's not a that's not something you get from the comic books. Usually when Moon Knight manifests, he's that Moon Knight for the issue. You know what I mean? And so you see, you never see the Moon Knight personalities working together in tandem, you, you know, doing their own little thing. And hold up, why, why is Steven's Moon Knight all brutal with the batons, bro? You got to, When Steven become a motherfucking Krav Maga master? <laughs> no, he, he fights like a, like a British hooligan. I like that. He does, yeah. <laughs> yo, my G, yo, if, 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 if uh, Kango Moon Knight fights like a, a Chicago <laughs> thug, my nigga... I'm, see, if that I'm nigga got a whole really bunch of toolies, like, yo, what? Like, does Jake Lockley get his own Moon Knight costume? Because I can only imagine how badass the 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 unhinged person. I'm gonna go hard with the has to. You feel me? I'm gonna go hard I, with I the has like to. They have to. I feel like he has to as well. You know what I mean? Like they, they've already established that each person that that when the Conchu's armor manifests, it's based on the personality of the person manifesting it. Gotta have one for Jake. Um. But yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, man. Moon Knight has a ton of fucking potential. And honestly, like, I like this more grounded superhero fare than the, uh, you know, the Captain America. Because, like, Captain America has, uh, you know, relatable. I don't think Captain America is not relatable. I just think that Captain America is out. You know what I mean? He's a kid from Brooklyn from the 1920s. You know, there's not a lot of you know, there's not a lot of uh, uh, of direct connection that uh, to the modern era that people are gonna get. But the groundedness of of Moon Knight in the contemporary setting, dope, dope. I think it's a really good way of of creating a new lore because what Stanley did for his time was create a whole lore for a generation and multiple generations for that matter, decades, scores of years, and so. I think that Marvel is doing his honor, his memory, great honor, and reestablishing that for now for the twenty uh, for the two thousands and beyond. You know, hell yeah, yeah, they definitely uh, definitely doing the good work there. But uh, yeah, what else went on in that episode, yo? That shit, that shit was dope, man. I have to rewatch it, man. I wanted to rewatch it before we recorded, but man, I just I just didn't have time. Um, but yeah, dude, fucking, there was so much going on, man, and so many like oh shit moments. I know I missed some shit. <laughs> No, nah, that's true. I liked um, I like Layla. I I I really like Tower Towerette. I don't. Know. I enjoyed her too. Yeah. I really I really like her and how upbeat she is, bro. I know. I love I love the upbeat like yo, the, the hippo lady, bro. In a good mood, bro. Bro, like it, it, she's like, yo, I got a dope ass idea for a costume. You gonna love that shit, <laughs> bro. And then she was using someone as her avatar, right? That was Tyrex's avatar that was speaking at that moment. Um, I can't remember I mean, exactly. I just remember the, she didn't have oh, the, an avatar. Uh, she was just manipulating dead bodies. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 guy with the mustache, the porn stash. Which one is that? You don't remember? It was a dead body talking to Layla. Oh yeah, in yeah, the yeah, voice. Yeah. But it was talking in Tyrex's voice. Yeah, that was Tyrex talking to her through the dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was dope. I was like, oh shit. Well, that was odd, but uh, okay. I see what she's doing here. Um, but yeah, she led Layla to to the uh, to get back to what um, Kunshu's uh, little uh, idol, so that she could yeah. break it and release him. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was, that was a dope scene. I don't remember what the fuck they call those things. But oh, yeah, they have a they, yeah. It's definitely a, a joint. In 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 lore name, you know what I mean. It's a it's a real Egyptian word, I believe, that they use to describe it. 
But um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, man, just overall solid, man. Like they didn't. I don't feel like they revolutionized anything, but they what they did was really entertaining. Was really finely crafted. Like Moon Knight overall, like I came in with my trepidations. That's why I don't ever mind being critical of something coming into it, because I'm always open minded to a good performance. And boy, did fucking Moon Knight deliver, man, all the way. Uh, I think that Moon Knight definitely is gonna go into my top ten in series, because you know Marvel's got so many properties. You gotta separate movies from series. I'm just so when it comes to series, Moon Knight actually Moon Knight's probably top five in the series. I would yeah, say Moon Knight was, was was really fucking good. Yeah, man. I'm still confused as to what the fuck that um the uh it, it's still after finding out what happened with like um or after seeing the conclusion, I'm still very confused as to what that weird space was with the um the actual psychiatrist office part of the duot. I'm still confused I, about the importance of that. I think that that is not re- it's a hypothetical like that that office was just a projection of mark's mind because he was already in the uh mindset that he was mentally ill and so harrow was manipulating him um in that projection of his own mind and it wasn't real like that could have been literally anything it could have been um like uh it could have been uh, I don't know, an occupational hazard office. But it was just whatever Mark would have projected into it. And just because of his mental illness, Harold was playing on it and, and playing, you know what I mean? And guiding him down the idea that this is, that's why, you know, all of his manifestations and emotions were there because that entire space was a hypothetical based on his pro- mind, uh, projections from his mind. It's my guess. Yeah, the, the reason why that's... The thing is, though, he was act, act, interacting with all three personalities. Mm-hmm. Like Jake was, t- he was talking to Jake during that um that thing, right? Whereas the audience, that that's the only time the audience has really ever like seen Jake, other than those two other times, which was in episode two when um when he was interrogating the the, the Middle Eastern dude, and he's like, well, "What what happened to your accent?" When he was trying to find the guys that mm-hmm. he chased and killed at the end. Like, there's only been, like, three other times where we, we actually see Jake and he interacts with the world. So it's it's strange to me that they would display that there, but still not link it back to anywhere else. Well, it's because he didn't—those con- he those projections were uncontrolled. They were his, but they were his subconscious, and you can't control your subconscious projections that— you know what I mean? You only control your conscious mind, not your subconscious. And Harrow was—and the duat will just draw that out. You know what I mean? You can't hide from the duat. Right, right, right. So, but, yeah, but unfortunately, that still doesn't tie together fully for me because it doesn't feel grounded in 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 reality, right? It currently still feels like a separate section of the, the series to me rather than, um, you know, a well-tidied up part of, the, of an entire whole. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that it, it seems pretty—that pretty, I mean, that does it for me, like— because it could, you know, I'm assuming that if, if uh, whoever the boat that the that the duat is carrying, the soul, whoever is on there, when they go into the that door, that project, that room, that projection that that Mark was seeing as an uh, the the uh, psychiatrist's office, I think would just be whatever would be uh, tailored to that person. Yeah, so that's why that there's no. It seems random, but it's because it's. It's being projected from uh, a part that's not in the cinematography. 
gotcha. But yeah, but it still it mm-hmm. still leaves a lot of unanswered questions for me. You know what I mean? That's that's essentially what I'm saying. It's, there's mm-hmm. still a lot of unanswered questions, like like the red um the red sarcophagus that was in there, right? Mm, okay. They, they showed me things in that universe that they never explained outside of that scene. You feel me? And they never went back to it in the series over. So those are the kind of answers that I'm looking for. Yeah, and I and I wonder uh, how they would really exposit that if his next two um, uh, features are probably going to be cameos in movies. You know what I mean? And that's just, obviously, there's no hard facts about that. I'm just saying that since there's nothing on the slate, but we know that he's going to be in the, the MCU next the MCU's next phase, I'm assuming they're going to be cameos and other stuff. I don't know if we're going to get no answers, really. We're just going to see him kicking people's ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand that. You know, that's... I'm just I hope, all I'm saying I'm is hoping. I want answers. I want answers. Yeah, no, um yeah, that would be dope to get another series uh mini series uh, uh by that director uh featuring um uh, Oscar Isaacs in the future. Yeah. I think that would be a huge uh bonus. Telling us there ain't no season two, but season one leaves mad questions unanswered. And not even just that, it's just it's as you said, the money I mean the reception's there. I mean, if you, if it's about the dollars, dollars is there. Nah, I'm pretty sure it's just about the narrative structure. Knowing Kevin Feige, it's about the narrative structure mm-hmm. and where the story of Moon Knight would fit in the overall narrative of the MCU that he's building. Yeah, and 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 fortunately slash unfortunately, we know that they have a ten year plan. Mm-hmm. So whatever whatever uh, Moon Knight's place in the MCU is. For the, at least for the next ten years, it's probably already been uh, drafted out at very least. You know what I mean? If not already penciled into to where he's going to be, be be popping up. And if um and if the other series on on um and if the other Disney Plus series have been any indicator, like this shit is going to be exposited in a movie somewhere, right? Yeah. Like all, I want to see all, a, Moon a bunch movie. of stuff from What If ended up in in movies coming up. Shit true, from Loki leads true. directly into movies coming up. Oh, and you know what they started that with is Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield was like the first Marvel uh, TV series that had major ramifications in the movies. Yeah, that had um, or it's the other way around. The, the mm-hmm. ramifications from the movies directly impacted what happened. They pretty much mm-hmm. determined the storylines for Agents. Yeah, of and Shield. then Agents of Shield fed into some movie stuff too. They never went backwards. They they disregarded Agents of Shield. Well, no, they talked about stuff that Coulson did. When. Um, when uh, Coulson did Tahiti Project and they revealed the Shatari, that was talked about in in Civil War. That was the same time. That was like sunk up. And I'm not saying that they They've never I, mentioned I'm, Tahiti in in uh, Civil War. No, no, no. They mentioned Tahiti. I didn't say they mentioned Tahiti in Civil War. I said they mentioned Coulson in the uh, in the Shatari. and what was going on, like it was in passing. Oh, but yeah, that happened in the and that happened in the movie though. I know. I'm not saying that they. I'm not. They happened in parallel. That's what I'm saying. The show aired right around the same time as when the movie came out. I'm not saying that they're writing. Oh, oh they yeah, yeah, all yeah. were written at the same time. No, no. I, 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 that, I yeah. understand what you're saying now. Yeah. yeah. The, the the thing with 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 that is, yeah. When Agents of Shield season one mm-hmm. came out, they were they were referencing each other back and forth. Yeah, that's all I was saying. But is beyond that the season two, and... they stopped doing that when Agents, yeah. Steals, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started yeah, went off going the rails. in a completely different direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I definitely understand that. I'm just saying that it's cool when the, the TV shows and the, the movies reference each other, and that was the earliest one that I had ever remembered them actually referencing yeah, TV and movies. Yeah, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't canon, though. That's that's um Joss Whedon's side project. That oh, that's did. not canon? That's, so, that's not in the MCU? 
the, it's that's it crazy. goes it it's it's because one it's of Coulson. those things. I think uh, that's the main thing that made me think it was canon was because Coulson. The thing is, it's like it's canon from movie to TV show, but not backwards. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's like it, their world isn't exactly interactive so much as Agents of Shield borrows stuff from them from the MCU mm-hmm. movies. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so, it, but that was really cool. Like when they would air them, because you know, obviously they wrote the the stuff for the movies separately of the of the TV show. But when they aired it and they were self referential, I think that's a really cool transmedia thing to do. You know? Yeah, and they're planning to do that with um uh like Daredevil. Yes. Yeah. No, no. As you like, they are continuing that, but they're doing mm-hmm. it with the Netflix shit, not with the ABC shit. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Because they, because they never really touch back on Runaways. They never touch back on any of that stuff. Inhumans. Inhumans. Well, like, oh Jesus! Why ABC would you say that? That, that, <laughs> that? That's why I wanted to make that distinction. Like, yeah, like them <laughs> niggas stole shit from the MCU because that's going to help them. But MCU never once was like, oh yeah, oh, them niggas, yeah, them no, 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 no. I apologize. No. My my implication was never that. The the movies, yeah, like nah. draw inspiration from TV shows. No, 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 they no, never no. referenced them the, niggas yeah. ever again, bro. It's like they stopped existing. Well, um, yeah, that, uh, gosh, man, some of those TV properties, and 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 it's sad because they didn't have to be bad. They started out really strong. Like Inhumans had a str- like they I don't know how you have a strong pilot and then just flop the entire season. Oh, that's super easy. You just can't afford whoever wrote and directed the pilot. <laughs> Damn. But see, that's stupid. That, that, I blame that on the studio. I blame that on the studio, bro. Like, if you thought it was a good idea, you can't just assume that you can buy the idea and have someone else complete it. Like, that's not a that's I not mean, a solid idea. It happens a lot. It, oh, it does absolutely, absolutely. It happens a lot, and, and it gets done well sometimes. That's when? why you hire movie professionals. You feel me? Like, it, it, it's it it'll be if you could only do well something that you no, no, wrote no, I'm and talking about worked the, on the TV shows. I don't. How many TV shows get bought from the original producer and then continued to do well? Oh, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I'm not oh, okay. really familiar with TV producers and stuff. Yeah, no, like no. That that's all I'm the, talking about. Is like if you buy a pilot for a TV show and then you're like, I'm gonna give this to my writers now and they're gonna make your vision better. I just don't know, man. That doesn't seem. It doesn't always work. It doesn't work as frequently as letting the person who has the original vision see it to completion. Yeah, but you know, like I said, ho- Hollywood. If <laughs> if that is an option, that's yeah. great. Money? If that is an option, it's money? not even just money. It's, it could be that timing. Like, a really big problem with, mm. with, with Hollywood is everything is pre-scheduled, right? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you, the movie is scheduled ahead of time. And so, like, it's very possible that who you want to do your thing is probably already booked for the next very year. Very true, yeah. So, it just doesn't, you know, with movies, I, I feel like a movie made from whoever owns the movie an ideal movie made exactly the way they wanted is probably less than 5% of the movies ever created. Like oh, for there's sure. always some give and take with what you want and what you can actually achieve. The problem is, is there's there's too many Tommy Wiseaus and not enough fucking <laughs> There's you know only what I mean? one Tommy Wiseau. What do you mean? <laughs> no, nah, there's there's a lot of financiers who want to have a hand in the creation and have no talent in creation. That's a problem. And there's not enough Spike Lees. You know what I mean? People who have talent and money and, you know what I mean, uh, strength. It's very rare, you know what I mean, to, yeah, to, to get Such is the those. nature of the beast. You got to fight if you want to get in. Yeah, man. If, if, you're, if your parent ain't in the film industry, you got to fight to get in. If your parent or family member ain't in it, bro, that's just how it is. Damn, it is some straight up fucking grandfathered in bullshit. Yep, it's a ridiculous uphill battle. 
But yeah, man, fucking a. Uh, I wonder. It, did you actually? Did you? Um, after we talked about it, did you actually look at the timeline for for Marvel the ten year? Yeah. Was there anything on that timeline? I didn't see anything too specifics from what I googled. Just Marvel ten year plan. I just saw an article talking about that they actually had they have one. it right. Yeah, that's but, all. I that's all I was able to see. And then of course, there's the stuff that's already been announced yeah. for the recent uh, future. That's pretty much all they're talking about. I know the they're they announced the She Hulk. That's cool. Yes, I'm I'm definitely bullish on the she on the She Hulk, bro. I'm a, I'm a big She Hulk fan from back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, Bruce Wayne's gamma radiated cousin. But you know, I'm interested to see how they bring her in because I like what they did with Jessica Jones, even though they ended up not pushing too cool. far too much farther forward with it. I liked Jessica Jones. And so I think that they're going to be able to draw upon that to bring She-Hulk into the universe and really make her a dope character. She-Hulk would be pretty lit. I'm with that. They also announced the a Madam Web movie that's supposed Ooh, to be starring on. Um, Madam Web is a great storyline. I enjoyed that one very much in the um in the original Spider-Man animated universe. Yeah. In the in the 90s cartoons, she was voiced by Stanley's wife Joan. Oh really? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if she was also used as the uh, as like inspiration for the uh, animation because like she looks like a, a older white the lady. The only reason I wouldn't say that is because Joan didn't look that old when the uh, oh no, the I'm sorry, my man, I'm rude. No! <laughs> It's like I, I don't think Joe looked as old as Madam Bro, Web. She been when old the movie always came in my out mind. Nineties, but hey. But you know what's funny is like because. Stanley was so old when I became introduced to him. Yeah, he's been old. He's been old my whole life. Yeah, he's so he's had at least the two gray patches. The doctor's yeah, uh, the Mister Fantastic gray gray patches. It's so funny because he had a very stereotypical look with the aviators and the gray side patch. Oh man, Stanley, rest in peace, man. Excelsior. Yeah, um, he's an artist. He knows how to create a good silhouette for himself. You know what I'm saying? But um, dude, uh, 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 a Madam Web movie would be really interesting because that was a mystical end of Spider-Man that I never. It, it was uh, Spider because you know Spider-Man had his forays with like Blade and Morbius, and then he um. But most of his stuff was scientists, as we established from his last movie. Mm-hmm. But the Madam Web was a little wrong. mysticism, you know. Yeah, she was the the all-seeing one who is <laughs> the Web of Destiny. It's like, yo, why you always call me here to fucking, like, insult me, bro? I'm, I'm, over, I'm yo, trying hard, I did son. love that, yo. She I'm was always hard as hell on that nigga. <laughs> Damn. I was trying to break my balls, man. Anyway, you just get to chill out here in your dope chair just You're judging people. You're watching infinite timelines and laughing yo. at me because I don't know shit. That's, some, that's fucking punching down. Peter's like, yo, I'm trying to pay rent, bro. <laughs> they calling me a menace. Just taking pictures. <laughs> just taking pictures. But yeah, that'll be interesting. But yeah, always looking forward to what's coming for uh from the the DCU. Uh, I'm sorry, the MCU. Yeah. DCU. Well, I'm at, I you know what? Not for nothing. I am looking forward to what's coming from the DCU as well. I mean, I would like to see that Flash movie. I hope Ezra Miller don't fuck it up for us. I'm trying oh, to I'm see that sure shit he's done, before bro. he... Uh... He's, he's going to go to jail, bro. I mean, yeah, that's fine, but make sure you release the movie first. Feel oh, me? is the movie like... shot and done? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, please was, release was, the movie. Was, um, I'm pretty sure it's in post right now. Oh, yeah, if, if, if you don't need him for shooting, release the movie Feel and me? then yeah, just, like, yeah. retcon his ass out or something, but... Feel me? There, there's a bunch of fat flashes, bro. Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yo, oh. You know what I'm saying? You can get another Barry. It ain't that hard. Give Grant Listen, Gustin a call. My find, man Grant has been on uh, uh, CW doing 
carrying the world on his shoulders. Yeah, on his shoulders, bro. Carrying, carrying fucking new apocalypse on his shoulders. <laughs> you feel me? Give my man a shot. Ezra clearly don't give a fuck about that 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 shit. Bro, but that's what I'm saying, dude. Like fucking turn uh find the silver lining in this cloud, dude. Like if Ezra Miller fucks it up, there's infinite flashes to draw upon. Hell yeah. So yeah, dude. I would not be mad to see that. So yeah, let me stop shitting on the DCU. Um, and honestly, I might have my qualms with Zack Snyder for wanting to see Batman get jail raped, <laughs> but um, he fucking revived the DCU, that was bro. Super weird, Zack. Dude, that fucking Zack Snyder Justice League movie, bro. Yeah, that shit was sweet. Can I just talk about that again? No, no, I'm not talking about that again. But um, it was a really good movie, and Zack yeah. Snyder saved the DCU, so let's not shit on it anymore. Um, I mean, I don't know if he saved it. So or I won't as, shit on it anymore. As, you as never he, really shit on it like I did. I would say maybe he saved its reputation. That shit's still pretty much dead in the water. <laughs> no, you think it's dead in the water? I think that if people are hoping for another movie, then you're not dead in the water. Because uh, if it's about money and if people want to see it, right? Uh, right? People, I mean, yeah, hey, you can make movies. That depends on Black Adam and the next. <laughs> oh, um, nigga. And the next I totally uh, forgot Shazam about that. movie. That, that, I totally it forgot about Black Adam. on those two because um, I don't have too much faith. In, I don't even know if they're doing I'm, another I'm Aquaman. kind of bearish on the, the, the next Shazam movie, but I think Black Adam. I have a lot of faith in, in Dwayne Johnson as an actor. Yeah, it should be good. Um, and as an entertainer. And so, yeah, dude. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's not going to be like the MCU where you get two good movies and three good TV series a year with the DCU. You're not going to get that from the DCU. You're going to get one good TV show every year, and you're going to get one good movie every two years. Right? Am I wrong? Am I lying? It ain't about whether or not you're lying. It's about whether or not it's a sustainable business model. Oh, you don't think it's a sustainable business model for a, a movie theater? Because, uh, like, yes, on the like, you're talking about the like the big ones, like the the people who are trying to be content distributors and platforms. That is not enough, obviously. But like, if you just want to make movies, you can't support a movie studio off of that. Uh, no, damn. That's because just, yeah, this because, corporate, this because corporate environment is brutal. When you bro. make movies, you have to spend <laughs> double brutal. what you spent to make the movie, right? You got yeah. you got to spend that on marketing and advertising mm-hmm. for movies like that. That's half a million dollars. They they're not going to make a half a million dollar movie unless they're guaranteed they're making that money back, right? And they okay. thought they were pretty confident with Batman. <laughs> Which one? Batman v Superbad. Oh, that was a bad movie, though, man. That was their fault, man. Nah, B. You can't be buying bad movies. But that's literally my point. Like, you got Batman v Superbad. That's printing money. Yeah, that is is money on money. That is very difficult to fuck that up. It's hard. But somehow they managed. So, unfortunately, like... And you know what? You know what's even worse for Batman v Superman? The fact that Robert Pattinson had a metal Batman and did it right... Like, and the Batman v Superman metal Batman was like, bro, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, the Batman, the, 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 uh, Superman v Batman, uh, metal Batman just didn't hit with no one. And then Robert Pattinson did it. It was like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's what we wanted. That, that's, that's gotta be super salty for Ben Affleck. That's because the, the, <sighs> Because Batman I, from those movies was too edgy, bro. Without, well, I think without he was trying to be Robert context, Pattinson. <laughs> like, Robert Pattinson Batman was that, but, it fit him, whereas Ben Affleck was acting. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, you know, ben, um, Robert Pattinson has the luxury of being able to see the past fuck-ups and yeah, being able true. to learn from uh, it and not do that. You know, like, unfortunately, 
they had this idea that yeah going super dark rape batman in prison the brand means you get murdered none of this shit really makes any sense none but none. they just had this super edgy like oh yeah just make you super cool what if batman murdered people with his car what if he had a gatling gun in his car like and also I, happening here I, after what after what i saw they did because the batman in the, the snyder cut justice league didn't feel so bad like the, felt the, pretty bad. Oh, in the Snyder Justice. In the Snyder yeah. Justice, like didn't feel so bad, but because it's he had the, the same benefit, Batman. No, he had the benefit of exposition. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah. The, the other two previous Batman. And, okay, so that's you what I was essentially saying. met him for like five minutes, and he was like, "Yo, I'm mad at this dude for blowing and, up a building. I'm gonna make sure." And that that's I, where. I, and okay, and I think that that's where I was going with it is that the uh, Justice. Uh, I would like to see a Snyder cut of uh, Batman vs Superman. Even though it's probably gonna be six hours. <laughs> I would like to see the Snyder Cut because he was clearly doing something there. And after seeing how much they can alter his vision in the the Justice League movie, I want to see what he really intended for that movie because clearly what they gave wasn't good, but he might have saw something different in what he produced. I don't I feel like that is the Snyder Cut of the is Batman it? v Superman because oh. he's the one that wanted all that super edgy shit in there. You feel me? So that's why I feel like... I, I felt like if he would have given us more of the edge of shit, I might have understood it more. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, maybe I didn't let him do enough of his shit. We need less edge shit, more exposition, then the edge shit would make more sense. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I was like, listen, however he does it, he needed some time to do something Absolutely. more with that movie. It, yeah. Unfortunately, Batman v Superman, the biggest problem they had was Avengers, right? Um, Warner Brothers saw Avengers make a billion dollars and they were like we need to do that and so they tried to take they tried to take a Superman 3 movie and turn it into a Batman v Superman movie Mm. without introducing the Batman character fully so you had all this they, you know what I mean? They essentially tried to rush three movies in one. That's yeah, what they tried to do. Like, they really did. Avengers was way more than that. Avengers was like, what, nine movies leading up to Avengers? That, oh, absolutely. That Are explained you kidding me? who everybody in that fucking nine movie movies was? movies and some other side transmedia. Like, there was a lot. Like, we can't take for granted how much went into the building yes. of that endgame. Paving uh, the road. You know yeah, what I mean? the Infinity War endgame um, arc. You know what I mean? That arc, wow. And then... DC tried to, or DC and Warner Brothers tried to. And when I say dark, I mean lighting dark. Like, dude, that was another thing that fucking ruined that movie. Like, I couldn't see half of it. The filters and the super darkness and shit. Yeah. So, And the bad writing, do you bleed? Yeah, bro, get the fuck out of my face. Come on, son. (laughs) Come on, son. Bro, the writing was fucking Uh, Martha. I'd forgotten about Martha. Martha. Yeah, let's let's just go. Let's just just, just go on to the next topic because it's going to be yeah, we will spend Why'd the next three months. Name? So yeah, um, Martha. Zack Snyder did a lot for DC. Uh, you, Hell I yeah. don't want to shit on all their movies, even though Zack Snyder wasn't perfect. <laughs> Moving on, but yeah, let's hit up some of these here topics. Um, dude, uh, let's start out in the gaming sphere, dude. Oh my goodness. So Overwatch, and a lot of these other games, games as a service model, uh, uh, IPs are coming up real bad in the numbers. I mean, Overwatch, uh, I think, came out two weeks ago and is in single-digit Twitch viewership. Ooh, that's a and, and now, that's not, like, clearly the official metric of how well a game is doing, but a game like Overwatch with no Twitch viewership has no life. Yep. Like, that's a live stream of the community behind that game. And 
to see how poorly it's doing, Babylon's fall hitting epic low numbers, um, all of these games, I'm I'm really hoping that the right message is taken from this because mo- mostly what I'm seeing from from the big publishers, like let's say Square Enix, is like okay, the studios are a failure. Let's just sell those off so we can double down on our IPs doing that that model. And I hope that what they're realizing is is something that I've said many episodes ago is that you have to build a property worth hinging an entire games as a service on. You know what I mean? I think that what's coming up with these, the, like with Babylon's Fall and, and Overwatch 2 is, is that the, the IPs that they're based on do not have the, the either goodwill or established community enough to warrant a games as a service model. The reason why Final Fantasy XIV does so well is because the Final Fantasy community is massive. And if you are a Final Fantasy player and you are are inclined to play MMOs, then Final Fantasy XIV is the ultimate expression of that for you. It's the obvious choice. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't exist for a lot of these other games. And so they're falling flat on their face because they can't... They're not... They're not generating the kind of player base that is that can support the games as a service model, and to have that player base, you can't be building it with the game at hand. You have to already have it coming in. That's why creating MMOs with established IPs is so powerful. You know what I mean? Like everyone thinks that World of Warcraft is an original IP, and it's not. Warcraft existed many many moons before world of warcraft and established a player base amenable to the format of mmos which which gave uh world of warcraft the foundation it needed to perpetuate itself into the future same thing with uh with uh um uh final fantasy 14 the only ones that i'm familiar with that that didn't have that was everquest but EverQuest had did a lot to build its community. EverQuest built the community outside of having an established community in the IP. And I believe that that is the same community that transmigrated over to Guild Wars. And that's why Guild Wars is so popular. But, um, yeah, you can't make a games-as-a-service model without having an IP that lives and breathes outside of that that is constantly bringing in new people. That is constantly uh, invigorating the the established community, even when your game is fucked up. Yo, do you want to know why Final Fantasy fourteen is successful? It's because Final Fantasy gamers existed even after Final Fantasy fourteen originally failed, and so that player base still was on the IP technically. They didn't. They never left the IP. They just left the game, and all they had to do was reassure them that now the game that they wanted to play was playable. That's a way easier job than getting a whole bunch of new people to get onto your game. Look at fucking New World. You see what I'm saying? Like, look at Amazon's New World. That shit flopped because it did not build the IP. They thought that Amazon was the IP. Fuck out of here. And if you think that, and God, I'm sorry, but I'm so happy. That's like, I don't typically, I do actually uh, celebrate the failure of people a lot. But um, 
Amazon's in particular because if they had proven that their that their brand was strong enough to translate into uh, an MMO, God, that would have been a huge deflation for me, man. That would have felt so bad. That'd have been real feels bad, bro. That'd have been real feels bad. But yeah, no, that's just you know that's what's what's going on. And and case in point, you can have the established IP like Overwatch. Let's go back to the original topic at hand. You can have the original IP, but if you squander the goodwill of the community and that community is like fuck you, then guess what? You've once again put yourself back at square one without having an established community to 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 uh, be the foundation of your games as a service model. So hopefully that's the lesson that's being taken by all of these big distributors and publishers by this and not the lesson of uh, let's just sell off those uh, IPs to other people and keep on trying to ram our particular model down people's throat. Because, boy, I'm dead scared of Square Enix squandering the JRPG uh, community that they've built and trying to to get them into a... uh, a games as a service model because the JRPG community is extremely soft to the MMO uh, format, and I feel like they can be successful at it without having to actually make a good product. You know what I mean? I think that that's unfortunately one of those communities that is susceptible to uh, diminishing returns on product quality, and uh, yeah. So yeah, that's all in hopes that they're taking the right lessons, which. Uh, Historically speaking, that's not been the case. But hey, we got to be hopeful for the future, right? <laughs> no reason to look into the future without hope or else you become a pessimist. <laughs> but yeah, that's been, uh, there wasn't too much going on in the gaming sphere. Oh, uh, dude, did you see that nigga that got folded up like a pretzel at the Dave Chappelle show? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that was funny. I'm, I, I vehemently wanted to know what the fuck he, what he thought was going to happen. I, I genuinely want to know. First of all, kudos to Dave Chappelle. That man came at you armed, and you fucking... I don't know how he swerved the blade, but he ain't get punctured, and that's what matters. Fucking, the video, it didn't look like the dude had a blade. He just kind of double-hand tackled him, right? He used well, his hands to... to um, yeah, they... they you well, take down. They had a, he had a knife, and then he had a, yeah, a, gun, a gun blade with, on him. Yeah, with the gun blade. <laughs> but he, he also had another uh, hand blade on him that they yeah. that they uh, retrieved. So like, I don't. I thought he had attacked him with the knife. I don't know if he had it drawn, but either way, my man's came on him, came at him on his place of work, handled his business, and then the fucking security team put this nigga in the ultra cobra clutch, bro. Yo, my nigga was handcuffed to the gurney, and his arm couldn't even fucking go straight. What did you? Ha- what do you think was gonna happen? Probably exactly that. But right, like uh, uh, if he, I just hope that that's what he expected to happen. Because if that was his goal, then I'm not mad at you because no one got hurt in the end. But if you went up there and thought that you was about to do something revolutionary, my nigga, what? I mean, whether or not he's to be believed, he said he did it to bring to call attention to uh, affordable housing. Is that what the this what the dude said? My nigga. <sighs> We already we went over this all right on on the show already, so I'm not gonna talk about that whole bullshit. <laughs> affordable housing, my nigga. Dave Chappelle has helped provide affordable housing for many people in Ohio. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what what this nigga's talking about, but anyway, that shit is fucking stupid, bro. Like that's you really the the biggest thing I get from this is the the idiocy of the average American, honestly, because more so than anything. You know what the the narrative I hear being put out there is? 
Mm. It was staged. <laughs> it was staged so that the, they could put an end to this thing that people think they could run up on comedians on, on, on stage. And I'm like, wait a second. So you think that the attack in which nobody was harmed was not staged, but the attack in which a nigga gets the brakes beat off his ass, that was staged? I don't know, man. That one felt pretty genuine to me. Them niggas rushing the stage. Oh, yo, I, I don't think at any point that was, that one was staged personally. But it's like, you know, that just shows like, and you know, I, I guess I shouldn't say the idiocy of the average American. I should say the idiocy of the average internet user. Which I guess the average American is an internet user, but it's this is explicitly something that I saw online. I don't know if, if, if anybody who uh, has 10 toes to the ground was, was making this assertion. But boy, the internet was a buzz with like, nah, they was doing this just to show people that they shouldn't be rushing the stage no more. Will was about to ruin it for everybody. Like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm the conspiracy theorist? All right, got it. Okay, cool. See, that's cool. why you don't validate the opinions of random people on the internet. But, you know, and it's funny because I got into uh, 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 an exchange with, with somebody who I typically have pretty good interactions with on the internet um, about this whole Kevin Samuels thing. Because, you know, people are all the way mad that people are talking shit about Kevin Samuels after he died. And I'm like, really? I mean, first of all, Kevin, I'm pretty sure Kevin Samuels doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Mainly because he's dead, but he doesn't give a shit. But the amount of black men defending him post posthumously because black women don't like him and are spitting on his grave is wild to me because it's like, yo, my G, first of all, it's people on the internet. Ain't nobody showing up at his actual funeral and talking shit to his family or nothing like that. Like, you really putting that much weight on random internet personalities that you about to jump out off on a ledge to defend this thing posthumously? I guess, man. I guess. You know what I mean? Like, as a nigga who talks for a living on the internet, bro, let me tell you, bro, don't fucking listen to people on the internet, yo. Like, don't do it. Like, the people on the internet will drive you up the fucking wall, man. Like, it is what it is, dude. Like, you're right. Like, anyone taking that much stock and shit that's coming off of the internet probably is doing too much thinking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I thought that that shit was 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 real interesting because I can't I don't know I I I my initial thought was that he was trying to bring light to to trans awareness because I was the community that I thought was most vocal about their disdain for for Dave Chappelle but to hear that it's somebody who was uh, upset about the the housing crisis is wild to me because that whole housing shit was clearly debunked like way off so I, I i didn't think that that would have been the the motivations but there you have it. it's clearly not a rational person it's pretty much can't expect pretty much, much from... like nothing that no, nothing that comes out of the, that dude's mouth is really you can take it face value he yeah. sounds <laughs> sounds like someone who's not too good at uh putting coherent thoughts together new uh, he's not gonna have coherent limbs for, for <laughs> until the the hospital gets to fixing him up. But yeah, yeah he got stomped out, bro. I could, yo, there were so many of them. I was like, yo, how did all those feet hit him at once? <laughs> there were so many people. I was like, yo, my nigga. But yeah, uh, oh man, did you hear Kendrick Lamar's album's about to drop? Nice. Super excited for that. You know, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. Like, 
Kendrick has has been iconic for me not just because of of his music, but also his his acting cameos, his but also his persona as a human being and his ability to maintain uh his real life versus his entertainment persona. And more so what he does for his friends, his family, you know what I mean? His, the graceful way in which he's progressed his career to the next step past TDE. Everything about Kendrick Lamar I find to be exemplary, you know what I mean? And so I'm super excited for this next album. But he released a, a single. And let me tell you, it's uh, it's Untitled 5, I believe. Or, no, no, I'm sorry, um, The Heart 5. Um, so he has a he has a, a series of songs called Untitled, and he also has another series of songs called The Heart. Um, and this was number five in that series. And boy, this track was fire, my G. My nigga did it big. But more so than anything, the video. The video. So the the it seems like the undercurrent of the the theme of the song is uh fuck doing it for the culture. You know what I mean? Like Everybody out here doing it for the culture, and half the niggas doing it for the culture are fucking buffoons. You know what I mean? But throughout the the video, at one point, he he does a thing where he puts his hands over his face and he looks away and he looks back, and his face changes and it's like a deep fake. You know what I mean? Like it's someone else's face placed over his, and the first person that pops up is OJ. <laughs> he does OJ. He does um Jesse Smollett. He does um Nipsey Hussle. Um. Well, see, he did a couple other ones too that I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, it was just the, the lyrics and and the faces he chose. Like this nigga, this nigga's an artist, bro. Like just the way that he he chose to present it, I think was a very powerful, very powerful. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, dude, uh, he's definitely like the rollout for this album has been ridiculous. Um, Mr. Moral and the Big Steppers, I love the name. You know what I mean? I've definitely been somebody who's been called out as Mr. Moral before, you know what I mean? And so yeah, dude, like I love the I love the concept. Uh he put out this really cool picture of uh the album and it's him holding a book. People of course started theorizing like, "Oh, he's putting out a book with it?" No, nigga, it's the picture, bro. <laughs> the picture for the rollout. But um yeah, I I'm interested to see whatever media he puts out on uh with it to 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 be part of the rollout because Kendrick Lamar merch uh, is typically pretty cool. You know what I mean? Uh, the 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 Pimp a Butterfly merch was on point. Um, the Damn merch was on point. So looking forward to whatever he he decides to slide with this project. But yeah, dude, always got to shout out to Kendrick Lamar album album when it's on the uh, on the horizon because there's a very good likelihood on the next episode there's going to be a deep dive because uh, yeah that's going to be on repeat. I think it comes out on the tenth. What's today? The ninth? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that, dude, for sure. Oh, sure. no, it's the 8th. It's the 8th. Oh, it's the 8th. So, yeah, it'll be out on Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, that'll be dope. Uh, and moving on from that, you know, we'll wrap up on this. This is just something that had crossed uh, my mind after this whole abortion rights thing. And I thought it would be a, an interesting topic to, to get some, some, some discussion on. And that is, um, are you familiar with the term ethical consumption? Yes. Are you familiar with the phrase there's no ethical consumption under capitalism? <laughs> yes. I be- and 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 I I've always been a familiar with that phrase and it's always been tangentially referential to me because, you know, 
the the obvious idea is that you know capitalism being a form of exploitation you can't ethically consume the the um the products of exploitation without also being unethical and so you know that idea is an undercurrent especially in america when capitalist mode of production is pretty much the only mode of production that is permitted to exist in this country um and how that that uh, translates in our very advanced form of capitalist society that we live in today. And so you have this thing like abortion rights. And it looks like it's something that we are actually going to actively mobilize uh, to make sure uh, doesn't get changed in a way that is unduly restrictive to the rights of women in this country. And one of the main forms of, of protest is boycott of products. Boycotting a product is the number one way to hurt the bottom line of a company to get them to want to change their behavior because we know that the only way that we as individuals can influence these companies is to influence their bottom line. You see what I'm saying? But unfortunately, in this late-stage capitalism, we have an issue where most corporations actively provide hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations to both political parties. So how do you ethically consume, meaning how do you boycott in a consumer way when every company that provides the products that you need to sustain yourself on an everyday basis, not only provide funding to the Democratic Party, which is fighting, quote-unquote, they are not, but are supposed to be fighting for the rights of people, but also do, uh, donating that very same funds, amount of funds, to the Republican Party that is fighting to take away those rights. How do you ethically consume in an environment when Amazon equally donates to both sides of that equation? How do you ethically consume when Facebook donates to both sides of that? How do you ethically consume when McDonald's or In-N-Out donates to both sides of that issue? You see what I'm saying? And it creates a conundrum for for people. And I think that this this issue, this very real issue that is created in our political and economic scheme is what causes such a, a huge amount of psychic distress to people. People have to find some way to square this circle. And the only way genuinely to do it is just to disregard all moral regards when it comes to that action because it is genuinely true that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism you cannot live i could not pay my landlord without actively funding people who fund the gop my landlord is an active donator to the gop how do you ethically consume in that world? 
when there is only a limited amount of landlords that you can get an apartment from and all of them are going to 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 be part and parcel to that system because if you're not then you probably don't have enough money to own a building you see what i'm saying like so we are in a really fucked up state and either you can find solace in screaming into the void or you can just disassociate from that moral conundrum altogether but there's no way to exist in it without acknowledging it and still be able to reconcile your own moral fiber like and and i'm not even saying that it's a, a a moral value to disassociate from it i'm saying that disassociating from it is probably the ethical way to do it uh to go about it because there is no other realm to exist in that it doesn't that it, that it's not prevalent you know what i mean and so it it was something that came across my mind and i'm and i'm not sure if you've thought at at all deeply about this but do, is that something that that you at all uh think about i believe i've said something similar to you ages ago i was like there's no real way to exist in this country without com- without at least indirectly contributing to the shit that makes the country and the world bad it's just but then how do you reconcile that in your mind do you choose to just disassociate from it altogether or do i mean i i and and i'll and i'll i'll go ahead and i'll just give a little example because i don't want to put you on the spot because i don't know if this is something that you've you've really put a lot of thought into but like me personally i try to seek balance like you know that i'm a, a proponent of the erratic balance balance comes from you know being at the extremes in even proportion to create the you know that even keel so i try to combat the 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 unethical nature of my consumption with awareness and and actively attempting to empower a system that might subvert that to some degree through labor unions and things of that nature that's just my choice, though, and I don't Im- impose that or expect that from anyone else. Do you have any ways that, that you choose to, to, to go about reconciling that so, so that you can move forward in a healthy way? You know what I mean? I use what most people might know as the serenity prayer, even though I don't mm. use it as a prayer. Grant mm. me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Like... I personally, if I'm going to put energy into something, I'd like that energy to go somewhere and mm. do something. So if I don't feel like my energy is going to, I don't, I don't like throwing energy out into the world that I feel like is not going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? And I especially don't like throwing out negative energy. So it's one of those things where you just, you have to focus on the things that you can influence. Mm. That's, that's how I move forward, right? You don't like fishing? I've only been fishing once, and I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I, I, no, I can tell you, you wouldn't like fishing because that's literally what fishing is. Because you can't see the fish most of the yeah. time; you have no idea if they're there. But you're casting your rod in hopes. I love fishing. You know what I mean? And 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 so yeah, that it's interesting. Like, but I feel that's a very powerful way to go about it because if you can internalize that, then at very least you will be impactful where you can be. You know Pretty what I mean? Much. And I find that to be far more. Uh, beneficial than what I see the average person doing, which is just to be oblivious or to pretend it's not there. Because the thing is, is that while your conscious mind is actively evading and ignoring what's going on around you and the moral discontinuity in your environment, your subconscious mind is not. And what you're doing is you're internalizing it. 
and you're desensitizing yourself to the things that you should be very sensitive towards. And that is why I believe that Americans at large are very soft to the abusive nature of corporations because the corporations are so ubiquitous and so insurmountable that as a coping mechanism, they've just learned to be okay with the abuse. Can't beat them, join them. Yeah, and and, and it's also uh, uh, part and parcel to something I talk about a lot, which is the aspiration to be part of the abusive structure. You know, a lot of people aspire to be part of the that for show. to be part of the abusive structure. So the only you know? problem they have with abusers is that they're not getting they're the to ones do being that abused. To other people. Like yeah. if they were the ones doing the abuse, they'd be completely yep. okay with it, and it's a problem. You know, it's why our police force are so bad. You know, because it empowers those people. You know, because there's something about the ideology of thinking that one man can police another man and being abusive that is part and parcel. And it's very rare that you get someone who has one and not the other, you know? And unfortunately, we need one without the other to be good policemen, but that's not what we're fucking filtering for. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. I feel like what you said was extremely powerful about using the serenity prayer not as something that's a religious uh, 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 fortification, but as something that is just a common sense way of moving through the world in which you have no control over anything. That's why, you know, I only spend my money in, like, specific places. Like, if you were to look at my bank account, I probably spend my money in the same, like, six to eight places every month. Yep. Similar. Because it's like... I don't trust it's just, it. I, I recently found out that um, Nestle is taking yeah. their brands off shit. You feel me? Like oh, so you can't even their... tell when they're... Because they know. Because you know Nestle is part, exactly. is, is the part of the fucking water crisis in exactly. California. Exactly. They yep. are part and parcel. And they and, and I've been trying to spread They're part of the water crisis all Everywhere. over the fucking yeah. world. That's what Nestle does. They're pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. But they know that. And people are starting to... Like, they're literally pockets of the internet where people are just, like, shitting on Nestle. Oh, Nestle, for sure. Just, just for the oh, sake I've of Oh, I've been part of that part. And okay. <laughs> they're I've been part of that part. So now they're starting to like the other day. I think it was DiGiorno that I found out mm. was was like a subsidiary okay. of Netflix, um, Netflix of Nestle. Nestle, Nestle, yeah. And I was sorry, like, Netflix. <laughs> you got your own issues. We're not doing that to you. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know like that. Y'all, y'all yeah. was they got me the last time I saw it. I didn't see it until after I'd bought it, and I was like, mm. oh, okay. And I had to Google yeah. it too. And that's it. And 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 that's what a lot of people I think they they think that they're being attacked. And it's not a. And when people are being critical about things like ethical consumption, it's not about attacking you. It's about informing your future decisions. Yeah. No one's mad at you for what you did in the past. We were all there. We've all done it. We've all consumed something unethically, and that is the ubiquity of it. Let's be better moving forward. That's it. Buy awesome. local. Yeah, or buy local. Buy local. You can't go wrong buying local. And to be fair, I'm letting everybody know that was a sacrifice for me. I like the Jordan. Yeah, pizza. real talk. The sauce is really, really good, and it prepares nice and quick, and it's cheaper than a regular pizza the same size. Unless Big you facts. Go to Domino. Is that uh, delivery? <laughs> unless, unless it's uh, Little Caesars, that's the one because you get five dollars Little Caesars pieces. But is that, is that delivery? Nah, B. <laughs> No, nah, it's Nestle, so I'm throwing that shit away. Now they ain't pay us, nigga. That ain't no pay that. No, but no, real talk. Like that's just you know, I I think that that's a a great point to make. You know, I I choose to be the the evangelist because I don't mind fishing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Honestly, and I think that that was it was so funny because that immediately clicked to me because what you were describing was like, oh, you just don't like fishing because <laughs> that was and and Pretty that much. propensity is the same same uh, inclination that brings me to to why I choose to do the way I, that I do. So I hope that the listeners can get both halves of that. 
and there's no right answer, but those are two good ways to live and be comfortable with yourself. Cause I want everybody to sleep well at night. I sleep real good. <laughs> I really do. But yeah, guys, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show, guys. If you did, feel free to subscribe to us on anchor.fm or on patreon.com. By the way, I realized that this entire time I did not have the Patreon actually set up for you guys to subscribe. So please, <laughs> you can do so now properly and it will have uh, the proper $1 subscription tier for you guys. Please feel free to Come do that. Come on down. Yeah, boy. And that $1 tier will lock you in in perpetuity for uh as long as we do this podcast your uh fee for for the uh new episodes will never go above the one dollar all right you gotta slide in at that at that low low rate i know because it will be going up because when we blow up i'm not selling out but i am raising the price on (laughs) but uh yeah dude follow us on the uh on the uh on the social media on twitter at korea underscore t and at home heron and also on instagram at heron's home podcast you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly learn from. Thank you again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy. Yeah.